Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Hello, my name is Frank D'Onofrio. I'm with New Right Network and RN Plus, and I'm here today with Brandon Straka. How are you, Brandon? Doing well, how are you? I'm doing great. Brandon Thank is today visiting a with very us. Very flattering angle. Thank, Thank you very you. much for that. That's all right. <laughs> Brandon today is talking with, uh, is, is visiting us at Tim Fazenbaker's um, yeah. um, <laughs> fundraiser. fundraiser gala, and it's been great to hear you talk, uh, Brandon. Uh, some of the things you had to say were just amazing. Just amazing. Thank you. Because uh, today, um, there is a movement to try to take away, uh, to try to take away people's First Amendment, uh, First, Fourth, and Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. The biggest one right now is the Fourth Amendment, and that's the the, the actual due process. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I point that out because the Democrats are very good at a blood sport. What they try to do is they will polarize you, and they'll take you as a person and destroy you. And that's what they did with uh, Justice Kavanaugh right. uh, last year. So talk and President to Trump. And President Trump. Oh, please. And many please. others. And many yeah. others. I mean, yes. you, and you talked about that in your speech. So tell us a little bit about why, what, you know, and I love the points that you were making about how you just woke up one day and you said, wait a minute, they're, 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 they're giving me lies. So please, you know, share that with us. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I certainly would not say I woke up one day. I mean, because it was, it was brought to me. I mean, really, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to change my mind. I didn't really have a choice. You didn't want choice. to take the red pill. <laughs> I, I, had, I had no desire to take the red pill. I just, I, it, I don't feel like I had a choice because I was very angry after Donald Trump got elected. I voted for Hillary. I was, you know, kind of raging and resisting and all of the stuff that, you know, many on the left are still doing. And then somewhere in the process of that, I was confronted with um, a, a really solid piece of truth that I couldn't, I, I couldn't hide from, I couldn't skirt around it, I couldn't get over it, I couldn't get, you know, I just had to deal with it. And that was, you know, this piece of evidence that Donald Trump did not really mock a reporter's disability, which is, you know, what the media that I trusted kept telling me had mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know that, so, you know, because the media throws so much stuff at us. But, I mean, essentially it was a manipulation, mm-hmm. really, I think, probably started by CNN, of um, making it seem like he made fun of this reporter's disability when, in fact, this is something he does all the time. And kind of a voice and a gesture yes. when he's making fun of people who are flailing. And so when I had my eyes open to that fact that the media that I trusted is even capable of manipulating the truth or being less than upfront or honest, you know, in order to, you know really elicit an emotional reaction, which, you know, because that's the whole thing. Once they control the way that you feel, Absolutely. they can control the way you think. Absolutely. And, um, and then they control the language. Yeah. And I thought, as a liberal, I'm sorry, excuse me, as, I thought that I sort of had the intellectual superiority over the conservatives. You know, I thought to myself, it's they're the ones who are kind of knuckle-dragging and behind, and we're the ones who are sort of more evolved. So it never occurred to me, that's like the big... You know, like the end of the mystery novel, the big reveal is like, oh, my God, I'm the stupid one. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. You know, and so that's what I mean. Like, I was very surprised. I didn't uh, I didn't wake up one day with a revelation. I got kind of like smacked in the head with something that I didn't see coming 
but it ended up changing me forever. What? And it hit me the same way many years ago. I mean, mine a lot. I'm a lot older than you, so mine probably you know, uh, 30 years ago when I realized that wait a minute, I'm, 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 in this, and it's really not ever helping me. Okay, it's making me a victim. Right. It's making everybody I know into a victim. Yeah. Okay. And if I don't agree with them, then I'm either a racist, homophobic, idiot. Right. Okay. And I'm as far away from that as possible. Okay, so talk about that. Talk about how, you know, you saw your friends before this, and then all of a sudden, wait a minute, they have a, it's kind of like um, walking in and seeing it from a different perspective. Right. Um, do you mean as it pertains to the whole racism? The, no, no, as it pertains to, as it pertains to Republicans before you, are, you took the pill, mm. and Republicans after you took the pill, because right. some of them, you said, were your friends. Yes. So... I'm still not getting the question. I'm what sorry. I'm saying is, when you finally realized that you were being lied to. Yes. Okay? And then you went back to talk to your Republican friends. My liberal friends. No, your Republican friends, the ones that you didn't talk to because they were so bad. Okay? Okay. And then realized that, wait a minute, they're, they're not telling me the lies. It's the liberals that are telling me the lies. Right. Now I'm with you. Sorry. I thought you were saying no, that's fine. the opposite. Of, okay. That's fine. Got it. Um... Well, yeah, so I had a few, you know, conservative friends uh, before I had my transition, and I'm, but I didn't really like many conservative people or many Republican people, and um, I did have a friend, uh, I still have a friend named Joe, he's one of my closest friends, and he's actually gay, and he's always been a Republican, which I thought was absolutely absurd and a sign of his self-loathing and whatever, but... Um, you know, I did have to go back to him after I had this sort of revelation and say, oh, my God, I get it now. Like, now I'm, I'm like, I'm so sorry. But, you know, he never really threw it in my face and he never tried to he never tried to really push his point of view on me very much. It's now, I, you know, I think he's thrilled that I've, I've, I've had this kind of turnaround. And, and of how, course, my and parents were always conservative. Well, what about now? How did you see your liberal friends after that? Um, well, it's more... They reacted against me, right? You know, so I mean, I didn't even really get a chance. I, I don't think to have a to feel a certain way with them because once I started um, changing and I started speaking out about changing, uh, their reaction became very harsh and intense. I mean, I had people say that I was uh, brainwashed. I, this is on social media, like yeah. these are you know yeah, saying that I was brainwashed, that I joined a cult. Um, some people said that I was drinking, doing drugs. Um, <laughs> Some people said I had a nervous breakdown, and I actually had some people reach out to me and say, I wanted to see how you're doing, and I was like, I'm fine. And they were like, well, I heard that you had a breakdown. And I was like, I what? <laughs> and they were like, all these people are calling us and saying that you had a, like, a nervous breakdown. And I was like, well, I became a conservative. But I was like, um, I actually feel like I'm firing on all cylinders. I've never had more clarity than I do right now. So, yeah, I mean, it was nasty, and um, I lost... About 90% of my friends. Wow. Yeah. And um, I stopped getting invited to parties and I stopped getting phone calls and text messages mm -hmm. and, and things like that. And then and then there's always, I think, the sort of nasty, disingenuous sort of like, because there are some friends that still, if I text them, they'll still respond. And I'll be like, I mean, we used to be really tight. Like we were yeah. close friends. I don't hear from them anymore. Yeah. And I'll reach out to them and I'll be like. I, you know, I'm still here. I'm still, and they'll just say, oh, I've just been so busy. I've just been yeah. so busy. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, just at least be honest, you know? Like, 
you can't even be honest with me and be like, because then they'd have to be honest with themselves and say, oh, it's actually me. I hate Republicans and they don't want to admit that. But it's true. Well, also, and they don't want to take a look sometimes that they don't want to have any introspection. Right. Okay? Because if it does, it takes away their foundation. Right. Okay. Um, it's much easier to say that somebody had a nervous breakdown yes, than absolutely. to be like, oh, maybe I should think about what they're saying and why they changed. Right. It's them, not you. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, uh, the way I've lived in, in terms of I live my life is I'll listen to anybody that's got an argument. I have a very close friend. I know this young man since he was 12 years old. We used to, I used to take him when I was in my 20s, just taking the baseball games with me. Okay. And, um, you know, and, and he is a downright socialist uh. and you know we have and, and and i have to say if it wasn't for him he honed my skills in trying to argue with somebody okay. because he would make me think right okay yeah and i'd have to defend it yes and now it's like i don't have a problem defending it because i i've researched everything and i used to be a former debater and speaker and i tell people is you better have your facts straight before you go into the debate with me. Right. And then, how, you know how, how liberals end a debate if they're losing? You're racist. You're racist. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay? Right. You're racist, whatever. You're a Nazi, okay? you're white. You're Nazi. Yeah. And they'll white call your names. Yeah. Okay? And they'll call your names, and then they won't talk to you anymore. Right. Okay? Yes. So that's, you know, and it's a typical thing, because they can't talk about the issue. So how did that affect you? How, how, did, how does that affect you in terms of, of, of dealing with people and so on and so forth when you realize that, hey, uh, I got the facts. Right. You don't want to hear it. Well, I mean, there are definitely some people that you just can't reach, but I try to be as optimistic as possible. I mean, in order for my movement to be successful, we have to reach people. We have to change their minds. Absolutely. So uh, you can't dismiss anybody and you can't just say it's not even worth having the argument. No. Um, you have to try. But then you also have to know when to walk away. Ah, when to walk away. Because <laughs> there are some people um, who are just not ready yet. No. And the analogy that I kind of like to make is like, it's sort of like, when the ocean washes in the tide and, and there's, you know, there, there are things that kind of collect on the beach at the tide. We're kind of trying to grab those people that, that are already being pushed, you know, because liberalism itself and the Democrats themselves are pushing people away. They're doing half the work for me. Yes. Um, so we're just trying to grab those people who are kind of being pushed towards the shore. I wouldn't dream of going out in the middle of the ocean and trying to grab a bunch of, because they're, they're, it's, they're not there yet. They're just going to drag you down. They're going to drag me down and it's, it's too... I'm sorry, they're not even close to changing their mind. No. And they need time, and maybe they'll never change their mind. But, um, but a lot of people will, and we're, I think that we're doing a very effective job at reaching them. Yes, and I, and I love your movement, I'll be honest with you. Those of us who follow you from the beginning, you've made a difference. You really, you've made Thank a you. big difference in how we see things and how we communicate with other people. Because the walkaway movement isn't just walk away. It's these are the conversations you need to have with people that you think may be on the fence. Right. Okay. That's right. And this is what you need to bring out. Right. And you've done more to educate uh, uh, America. Okay. In why we need to walk away. Sure. Than any uh, than basically almost anybody else. And and you're out there. You're not media. Right? You're not media. No. You're not a pundit. You're right. not somebody. You're somebody that just got up and said, I've had enough. I'm not. I, I, I love my country. Okay? And what you, you know, the things that you said in your speech, tell us about your love of the country. Well, I, I love, I think, American culture and the things that make American culture great. You know, so I think 
the fact that we have freedom of speech, the fact that we have a constitution, the fact that we, we exist in a, um, a, an economic system that basically allows the free markets to rule so that good ideas make people successful and bad ideas, you know, don't, they fail. But ultimately, I think this is a good thing because that's sort of what's led to our greatness, that the greatest ideas have prospered in this country. And, that, and what's amazing about that, too, is that you can be a person uh, who comes from bad or tragic circumstances or very little advantage or privilege. But um, if you work hard and you have a great idea or if you have kind of a winning spirit and that you want to contribute something to our society that is unique and great and, and all your own, you can completely change your life and you can completely change your circumstances and that hopefully the sky is the limit, you know, where you, where it stops is up to you, but we can't have that anymore. If we change the principles that got us to this point that this is our system, you know, I mean, if, if we start embracing a, a socialist system uh, where it is nothing but ceilings that people can't surpass, you know, you can't, you can't achieve more than this level. Everyone, no, this is as high as you can get, and this is as high as you can go. Well, I mean, it's, first of all, it kills, I think, the spirit of anybody who wants to achieve greatness, because you never will. I mean, it'll never be available to anybody. But it's kind of, it's pandering to the lowest common denominator, I think, and I don't think that that's what Americans are no. about. I mean, you know, um, I started in a row house in the Bronx, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I had uh, two wonderful parents that loved each other, throughout their whole life yeah okay uh and a father that worked three jobs so that i can go to a, 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 a parochial school and get a, a good education and cared about me and uh and and you know i had an education and then i walked away one day and i said i'm going to do something i'm going to go out and, and create my life and it's not anything like it was you know, so they wanted me to go, you know, go find a job with a union in New York and, and work a union job. And, mm -hmm. you know, in 20 years you could retire. And I go, no, sure. I want to see the world, you know. And uh, so that's like the, the, the American dream. Right. Go get it. Yeah. You know. That's right. And that's what I was taught. And it was wonderful. I met a man at CPAC. His name was Yukup Chow. He was from Communist China. And he's running in uh, for the House of Representatives in, Orlando, in Orlando. And a wonderful, wonderful man that was in communist China. His father was killed by the gulag and his grandmother died because they moved him to a, 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 a remote area with no water and no, and no medicine. Mm. Okay. And he made his life for himself. And he said, I came to America to have the American dream. <laughs> okay. And now he's living in, he worked for Siemens. He was an executive at Siemens. He's, it's that's incredible. It's incredible. Right. With nothing. Nothing but it the shirt off his back. It, it can, can be, be done. done. And yet we have people in this country who are born and raised here, and we're telling them constantly that they can't achieve anything right. because of who they are. Absolutely. So isn't that amazing? That it's people amazing. who come to this country from other countries with nothing manage to succeed, but they weren't, great. They weren't raised on that messaging. Absolutely. They were raised on the messaging that, like, let's go somewhere where the dream is alive go, and achieve it. Go to America because yeah. America's the place that I can achieve. Right. And the people born here don't realize how great they have it. That's right. And uh, Ronald Reagan said that, uh, you know, uh, f freedom is only one generation away from losing it. That's right. Okay? And, and it's sad because the people today don't realize all the liberties that they're going to give up. Right. And I say they're trying to trade liberty for safety. Okay? And for surety. Well, you know, you'll have a, a sure income. You'll have this. 
And it's not, that's not how it works. Right. That's not how it works. You want to make more money, go out and learn to trade, go out and learn something. Right. And do something and, and, and get some, something better. You know? I, and if you fail, try again. That's it. that's it. And you know what? I have to tell you, you know, and you probably same thing. Every failure led to what? Every failure led to something better. Because you only Well, it led to a that. lesson at the very least. Oh, yeah, yeah, at the very least. But then yeah. you learned your mistakes. That's right. You know, and then you knew, okay, I'm not going to go down that road anymore. Yes. And, and that's it. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. You're an inspiration to many people in this country. And you have to understand that, that people are listening to you. And you are, you, you are giving a message that America needs to hear today. Thank and you. I want to thank you so much for your time, your, your presence, and, and the fact that you're a great American. You're welcome. Thank you, thank very, you much. very much. Thank you. Frank D'Onofrio from New Right Network, NRMplus.com, signing off. And let me let you know, 2020 is ours.